Hello, hello. Here's a new episode of Yasis Podcast. Um, today's episode is dedicated to yoga teacher trainings and ashrams, how to find it. And I also collected some of your questions on Instagram. Um, I want to structure this a little bit because first um, I want to explain a little bit my journey and then yeah we'll answer your questions and then also we'll give some schools um some advice for schools that you could maybe choose i don't know uh, in general for this podcast as always please only take what resonates with you because obviously i'm talking from my experience from my journey and um yeah maybe this doesn't resonate with you and that's completely all right and then just drop it and in general, I would suggest to completely focus on what you want and what you feel is calling you. Okay, so for the beginning, I wanted to advertise a little bit here. So if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please give me five stars. Yeah, five stars would be nice. And yeah, I also want to invite you. Actually, I have a retreat happening in November, also in a yoga ashram in Nepal, in Pokhara, together with Raghav. He's the owner of Yog Connection, which is the ashram in Pokhara. And we're going to start in Kathmandu and we'll then move together to Pokhara. It's an amazing place at a lake, uh, very close to the Himalaya, so you could even have a hike afterwards. It's an 11 days retreat with super traditional teachers from morning to evenings. And I will contribute with so many things and also co-create with these amazing teachers who are already there and it is happening on the 27th of November to the 7th of December so if you feel the calling to maybe join me in this place um, then yeah here's your invite I would love to have you on board I will link of course the website to the retreat in the show notes and then also I want to advertise on one class that I'm gonna co-host with Aman. He is my teacher, he was my teacher in my ashram. And um, we're going to co-create for Vollmond Yoga, one online class with breathwork and probably Hatha Yoga. So we're still talking about it, but it's gonna happen probably in October and you will also hear from it on Instagram, Telegram, or maybe I will even mention it in one of my next sessions here. Okay. So how did I actually end up in an ashram? Mm, back then, it was in 2019. I was working since two years for a startup as a vice president of marketing. It was a very uh, challenging time because we were growing and there was a lot of pressure and yeah pressure came a lot to me also because when a startup wants to grow it's usually dependent on marketing sales and product development and i was leading quite a big team and yeah so it was a challenging time and i was meditating there every day from the first day actually that i entered this company i facilitate meditation classes every morning from 9 to 9 30 with a group and throughout that time of meditating somehow i got this calling that i really want to deepen this practice and i remember we were sitting in a room and every time after the meditation uh i thought or i was sharing with the others that i wished i could go for four weeks and do a teacher training or 
yeah just dedicate more time to it because i really i felt such an urge it was like it comes it came from the inside so i knew it had to happen and i think this was the moment where i actually manifested that something is happening so that i could go because of course if you're working as a vice president uh, in in or in in a leading role in these companies it's very hard for the companies to let you go for four weeks right so i was like oh my god my chances are so low and i was yeah sad but then suddenly everything changed and i was able to really leave uh, it was the best that ever could happen to me actually this moment and so first i left to turkey where i stayed with my grandma who was still alive back then and yeah i used the time when i was with her to do research because i was at the same point as many of you probably not knowing which school to take and yeah where to study and if it was india nepal or um, yeah some people go to bali or some do it in berlin so there are so many factors and variables that i had to look at and for me it was very clear that i don't want to do it in berlin because i really wanted to get the full experience and i didn't want to share my focus with my day-to-day -day life and the practice i really wanted to dive in and completely surrender to the experience without having this stress of berlin because i'm also very sensitive i even feel the stress in berlin even if i'm just chilling like i just soak it all up um so i found this website called bookyogaretreats.com and this is where i started of course i also asked so many of my friends and everyone shared their schools but my learning is really that you have to do your research it's really part of the process of selecting your school doing the research and then through the research you will identify your own variables and your own needs so i for me personally it was really important that i was able to stay alone in a room um, for instance because i know i'm not so good in sharing space uh, because yeah I, I just need a lot of alone time uh, I'm this sort of personality and that also what was important for me that it was not too expensive because I knew from friends who you know you can also do your 200 hour training in Bali and then pay 4,000 euros and there are many schools who want like 3,000 4,000 euros for a 200 hour teacher training people and I thought no this is insane I'm not gonna do that and also it was very important for me that the teachers are not Europeans, which is not a discriminating thought, but rather I really wanted to have the original teaching coming from um, someone who lived the culture from birth. So I was looking at so many factors and throughout my four weeks research, I always came back to the same school. And I think this is also, um, yeah, this is this is basically where your research is guiding you. You will there will be like one or two or three schools that you will find, and yeah, and one of them it, it is it, right? Because you will always come back to that one, and there is a calling coming from that place. So, where should I go next with my thoughts? So yeah, it's all about the experience that you want and also your expectations. And 
Yeah, maybe talking about an ashram. What is an ashram actually? An ashram is nothing else than a school. Ashram means actually school as far as I know. And so you can have different ashrams. You can have Ayurveda ashrams, you can have yoga ashrams, meditation ashrams and so on. Pranayama ashram and so on and so on. So an ashram is a school and what I loved about the ashram is that you're basically giving up your life. You're stepping in there and you dedicate your life to a very uh, consistent schedule. And I love that yeah? because honestly, the, the schedule dominates everything. And even for us, for instance, we had to wake up at 5 a.m., then we had to go to the toilet so they also tell you when you have to um, poo basically um, and honestly this is happening all natural because of the training that you're doing when you drink when you eat your whole digestion system is gonna adjust to the schedule so you're really going to the toilet in the morning then i had to take a cold shower then i had to go down then i had to drink a hot tea or I cannot I, I don't really uh, remember the whole structure but basically you go in there you're getting even ashram clothes or at least this was happening in my place we got uh, all the same uh, trousers and some t-shirts which I really like because then you also didn't have to think about what to wear and everyone looked similar and it was really yeah, I think there are some pros and cons to it, but I personally really liked it because oh, it's so relieving. If you just have your structure from the morning 5 a.m. to evening 9 p.m., you don't your thoughts are not going anywhere. You know, you are so dedicated to this. You're not thinking about anymore. This like, OK, what do I have to work after that? How do I how will I earn money? These were all questions that I had because I, I left my job and um, yeah or what do I wear what do I eat you know everything is there of course it was also very tough because we only had one hour of free time during the day and I use that time usually to digest and maybe sometimes I check my whatsapp um, but yeah from the morning to the evening you are with this group and you are living a life with the family of the ashram usually there is a family um, who's running that place and yeah so maybe a little bit about the schedule um, so as I said 5 a.m. you wake up you go to the toilet you shower yourself you drink the hot tea then you have two hours of practice um, hatha yoga or whatever you sign up for and then you have one hour of pranayama and then after so pranayama is the breathing technique and then uh, you have finally breakfast yeah so at that point i was already quite hungry actually because i love breakfast i'm always hungry when i wake up and then after that you're going more into theory stuff so you have yoga philosophy you have let me think also anatomy um, and i think then there is lunch break then you have one hour of digestion then you have again two hours of practice for me it was ashtanga yoga and then you have alignment training and then you have again one hour of meditation and then dinner also i hope i didn't forget anything and that's basically six days of the week and then you have one day free day and on that free day 
you have to do homework. At least this is how it was in my place. So we had homework, homework almost every day where we had to, for instance, describe asanas or we had to solve questions and so on um, with handouts that they gave us. And yeah, so I really enjoyed um, that tight schedule. And what happened to me actually was that I only signed up for a 200 hour training. Um, but while I was there, it was in my second week, I think. I was in the yoga shala, we just had pranayama, so the uh, yoga breathing. And throughout the breathing, oh my god, wow, I loved also the breathing there. I don't know, I always started to cry, but it was just emotional release, super beautiful. And somehow I got this download telling me that I should stay. A voice in my head told me, you should stay. You should not leave in two weeks. No, you're not done. And then I'm going down um, the stairs. And then my friend Susanna, she also did the training there. Like I met her there. I went there completely alone. So she became my friend there. And she suddenly says like, yeah, so why aren't you staying for 500 hours? And I was like, interesting I just had this thought myself and then I'm going one more stairs down and I meet the founder of the ashram and he says hey Yaza I think you should stay I'm gonna make you a very nice offer uh, but do your 500 hours training I was like okay that is really guiding me uh, deeply towards making this decision so it took me two days. I called my ex-boyfriend back then and he was actually supposed to come one month later and pick me up and then we should travel to Sri Lanka, to Bali, to India. And we, we had all the flights booked. Everything was planned, hey? And I asked him and I said, hey, I'm so sorry, but I feel like I have to stay here. And he was, luckily, he was working quite um, a lot and I think he was even happy that it was cancelled because he was a little bit stressed. So... Then we cancelled all the flights and I went to the ashram owner and I said, okay, I'm going to stay. So then in the end I spent my yeah two and a half months in the ashram uh, for a 500 hours training in Hatha and Ashtanga Yoga. And yeah, it was a very tough time, but for different reasons. Um, not so much because of the physical practice, because I know before so many people have warned me and they said oh, that it's so challenging for their body and that people couldn't almost sit anymore and that it's so difficult, but it was not that for me. I never had this. I was completely surrendered to the process. I loved the practice, the transformation of my body. Um, I loved that very consistent um daily routine and schedule i also loved the teaching which was very tough so also that is something for you that you have to resonate with the teachers right if you come to my practice i'm also teaching more traditional hatha yoga and it can be very strict not in the way that i'm going to press you into an asana but in the way how i'm giving commands and how i'm structuring uh, the class and yeah, this is how I resonate, how I love to teach and also my personality as a manifester in human design is the commander sort of a little bit. 
So um, I really resonated with that style and I, I love also the drill a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel motivated by it. And so I know that for some people they need maybe a little bit of a softer experience or they need more space holders. Yeah, people who can really facilitate the space so that people can... Um, can show themselves and really also have the spiritual emotional connection that was not the case in my training it was really not um, at least i didn't feel it um, i went through a complete different journey and yeah i think here really observe the teachers if you can have classes with the teachers before i would highly recommend that because the teacher is so important right and i mean if you're practicing yoga already you know that you're going to your teacher right aren't you i don't know at least this is what i did always i always went to my teachers in berlin and it's so hard to find your teacher to finally find someone who is cueing the way you want and who's using the voice <laughs> for me it's so important that the teacher has an authentic voice you know because i I don't know, it's a side story, but oh my God, in yoga, I feel so many teachers are just having then their yoga voice and it's so inauthentic to me that, yeah, it just triggers me the whole class. So I realize, okay, I have to find a teacher who is just authentic and is not trying to pretend uh, a second role, basically. Anyway, that's such a, it's, it's, it's really just a side story. And also how they are cueing the asanas, the music, if they're using music. In the ashram, there is no music because in yoga, actually, we don't have music, right? You have to dedicate your focus to the practice and not be stimulated by external influences like music. But I think in a Western world, um, sometimes it makes sense. And I also love the music um, because it can even help you to become more present again. Um, especially if you come out of work and then jump into your class. Okay, so <clears throat> how much did it cost was one of the questions. So, I mean, there is a variance. You can pay really 4,000 euros for just a 200 hour training. If you want that, you can definitely look into places like Bali or I don't know, there are so many places who sell that for high tickets. Of course, you can then also expect that they have nice booklets and handouts and all these things. Um, I never had that. We got a book and then I had to study everything myself and write down everything and research. And wow, It was a lot of work. I didn't get any handout, no. So my teacher training in total cost me for 500 hours, something around 2,800, 3,000 euros, I think. And you can have teacher trainings starting from 1,200 for 200, Euro, uh, 200 hours. And then when you did your 200 hours training, you can do a 300 hours training. And then it probably costs the same or a little bit less. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that's about the pricing. I saved. I didn't really save for it. Um, I was earning super well in my former life when I was in these leadership roles um, wow yeah my salary was insane so I had quite a good um, pocket on the side and then yeah I, 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 I've, it, I just had the opportunity it was there it was from the money that I've earned through that through these jobs and um, that is 
how I left and I also actually traveled then for eight months. I just didn't come back after my ashram experience. I was supposed to come back after only one month or two months. And then I stayed until January. That was also very interesting because in the end I ended up in Indonesia. And then suddenly in Indonesia, I got a download that I have to come back on the 15th of January. And I was like, okay, strange, because until then I didn't feel uh, that I had to go or come back. So I had left in August or something, and it was December when I got this download. But then I got invited to Myanmar and yeah, I traveled to Myanmar and then I finally booked my ticket and I came back on the 15th of January and then Corona broke out. <laughs> so. It was so weird, it was so strange that I came right one week before the first case was found in China. I think, I don't know if I'm mixing up the dates, but my time feeling was that and I was like, okay, interesting. So yeah, some people also asked me what I think about a one year training. Honestly, I would love that. There are actually yoga universities in India and I heard you can stay for six or nine months and then yeah you are really giving up your life when you enter that but you will have amazing trainers and um, yeah there is no life outside that hey because also in an ashram by the way um, you're not allowed to have sex you're not allowed to masturbate in general no nothing that stimulates so no coffee no black tea no uh, ginseng moringa or any of these things like you really have to just work with your own energy and the energy really piles up it's insane like sometimes I went up into the shala and I was just listening to heavy techno like honestly I have playlists from from the time when I stayed in the ashram where I was just I needed to dance everything out it was crazy but we also did a lot of ojo meditation shaking shaking meditation almost every day in the ashram in the evenings so uh, there was a lot of um, many possibilities to release that energy and yeah the one-year trainings of course wow I would love that and I was also researching some of these schools universities um, and maybe one day you know maybe one day I will en end up there but for now it's not um, really part of my path um, but yeah, what I also want to say, honestly, people, we do 200 hours of training and we call ourselves a teacher after that. And that's hilarious to me. Um, I think until now, I don't, I see myself more as a space holder rather than a teacher. I want to hold space for other people's journeys and transformation, but this I don't know. Okay, yeah, so you have to be true to yourself. I have to think about this again. Sorry. But um, what I want to say is yoga is an entire lifestyle. It's it's a whole philosophy that you can surrender to, right? It's like you. the more you're connecting with yourself, with your physical experience, the more you're going to connect with your spirit. You're going to connect to other spirit, to other bodies. You're going to connect to the body of the earth. You're going to connect to the body of other animals and then maybe you're changing your diet like I did I became vegan through my practice and you're living a life much more in alignment with peaceful values and going out of a 200 hour training and then calling yourself a teacher feels very strange to me but 
the practice that I learned, what I really got after my teacher training is really I, humbleness. Humbleness. Because as I told you, before my yoga life, I was this career-driven vice president of marketing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and suddenly I was a no one. I was a yoga teacher who did 500 hours of training and now wanted to facilitate yoga classes. But you have to start from scratch. So you're becoming so humble again. And it's so beautiful. I still love this process of going to the class and and um, teaching and being humble because you always have new people in front of you. And, you know, in the end, we don't know anything. I, I don't know nothing. I don't. I know nothing, sorry, right? I know just a small bits and pieces and the most that I know actually I've learned from my own practice. And that's also an advice that I would give actually to every teacher. You have to go to other teachers. You have to learn, 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 learn. And the beauty about teaching is actually that you never leave the learning path because I like to also prepare my classes and every time every week i'm learning so much about yoga yoga asanas philosophy i'm still reading the hatha yoga pratibhika which is the bible of hatha yoga a book that i recommend to everyone to read or i'm currently also reading a book called uh, mirror of yoga or something like that also really nice and yeah it's an endless life learning um, experience if you enter that path Okay, so looking at the time and I don't want to make the um, podcast too long and I also have an appointment actually coming up very soon so I have to check what is missing. Uh, how good do you have to do yoga to make, uh, how good do you have to be in yoga probably to make it? Honestly, I had people in my class who never did yoga before which I found also very interesting but uh let's break this down people this is something yeah let's break this down so many people are afraid to step on the mat because they on the mat because they think they have to be flexible they have to have at the practice they have to understand the asanas and or the names or no 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 yoga is a super inclusive space you don't have to be thin for that you don't have to look good you don't have to have the best yoga clothes you don't have to be flexible no nothing like that please just step on your mat if you really feel the curiosity and the excitement to learn and yeah to surrender to this path please just come honestly of course, the, the reflection that we currently see in yoga, and that's also something that triggers me so much when I look at some yoga schools here, also in Berlin, all these beautiful people and and everything looks so perfect and so calm and everyone has these muted colors and yeah. But the thing is, it's a mirror. It's a mirror of the status quo. And I know that yoga can be, uh, that yoga probably, yeah, to the outside looks a little bit like it's a non-inclusive space, but that's not the idea of yoga. It's definitely not. And everyone is invited. And I also want you to come to my classes, please. And also if you, if you feel that I'm a non-inclusive teacher, please 
tell me, but I can tell you from the core of my heart and because I have experienced so much structural racism in my life and exclusion and abuse, it has put me on a path of inclusion and it's I think for me it's one of my highest values to be inclusive and yeah so the practice of yoga is an inclusive space and also if you want to do your teacher training I mean if I'm honest I would personally again my perspective I would practice yoga a little bit before right but you don't have to do yoga every day no you will surrender to the experience there you will learn everything there yes you will have four to five hours yoga every day asana practice um but then so it be you know you can always stay strong in the asana or you can soften a little bit right it's your mat it's your practice and the practice of yoga is really that you're surrendering to your single focus so to your own experience stop comparing yourself you're such a unique being the way you look there's no one else in the world who looks the same like you even not with twins your personality your character traits the energy you bring into this world you're so special and i want you to connect with that energy again because you came here for a reason your soul chose this life path for a reason and there is an energy that you bring into this world that is not comparable and don't look at how anyone else is better than you or uh, someone is doing all these amazing uh, asanas on Instagram. No, this is not what, what yoga is about. If you see these things, this is acrobatic. Okay, it has nothing to do with stepping into a path of yoga and living a life of ahimsa, which is non-violence, which could be another topic anyway. Okay, ba 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 so i wanted to mention some schools that i heard are good yeah so first of all i think there are some schools who really understood how to tailor the experience to the expectations of western people yeah and what i mean with that is like we as westerners here in the european world we go to schools and we have an expectation that the teacher knows how to express and how to dedicate and deliver knowledge. So there are some schools who I think did very well in this. I personally did my yin yoga training, for instance, in Sampurna yoga and they, wow, it was just amazing. Everything was well structured and um, handouts and yeah, for me, that was a new experience because my ashram before, no. <laughs> there was a lot of chaos and um, also some things that I don't support so much which is why I also will not mention the name so I will go further so Sampurna Yoga I had made good experiences then I know Trimuti Yoga is also I think a similar place um, and I know that many teachers also from Berlin went to this school and yeah, then I heard of some other ashrams where I, while I was living in Nepal, for instance, the Shanti Yoga Ashram in Kathmandu has amazing teachers. Um, I heard there is a lot of darkness also in that place, but um, they do amazing energy work. Um, and it's something that, yeah, I'm thinking about also stepping in. By the way, also the ashrams, they always have 
retreats happening at the same time. So because they have the 200 and 300 hour teacher trainings, you can always step in for three days, seven days or 12 days, or I don't know how long, sorry, but you can just step into the teacher training of someone else and they, they will call it retreat. So you can do that. Then what else? The Indian Yoga Association, I heard many good things about them. Also, because I was just recently reading a lot about Krishnamacharya, which is one of the founders of yoga, he built a school back then in Mysore. And I found a school. Um, I don't know if it is the one that he set up, but I'm going to link it. It's called MKYF. And I think now that I'm reading that, honestly, I will link some of the schools just in the show notes. I think that's the best, actually, because... Um, Yeah, I think that will be the best um, before reading them all out because I'm a visual person. I don't know about you, but I need to read it and then click on links and so on. Maybe one last one, the Rishikul Yoga Shala in Pokhara. I heard many good things about that um, ashram as well because some of my teachers, they um, taught there. And they said that the school has a very good setup, not only for the students, but also for the teachers. And I think this is also something very important. Okay, wow. Let me just check if I missed anything. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, yeah, I'm also out of my flow a little bit. Um, the only thing that I want to mention is like stay humble, really it's this is because one of you asked me like what did you take from your teacher training and I think it's really to stay humble especially when you then start as a yoga teacher uh, practicing and, and teaching it puts you back on zero and that's so beautiful I think everyone should at least start one new thing to yeah to know how it is if you're no one basically because We are so conditioned by all these titles and achievements and all these things what we represent and into the world and also what people project onto us. And then when you start from new, wow, then you have to drop all of that. And that is a practice. That is really a practice. Okay, everyone. So I wish you a beautiful time. Um, wherever you are in the world, if you have any questions, I think there is always this Q&A section on, in Spotify, I hope. Otherwise, please approach me on Instagram. Please join my Telegram group community if you want to practice with me online or also my classes or come to my retreats. Um, yeah, I think I want to also make one session just about retreats and Yeah, so I'm ending it here. I'm sending out so much love from my device to yours. And I see you somewhere in the world. Bye-bye.